0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cover Band Confidential podcast, episode nine, Uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Adam Johnson, and we're doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, Dan and I couldn't quite uh, line up our schedules, so he set up an interview with a guy named Sam Swanson, who uh, runs a group called Handsome Young Ladies out of Rochester, New York, and his story is pretty great. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it it really is a story of um, him kind of reaching a crossroads in his life and. Making a couple of decisions and really just setting his mind to uh, to being successful in the cover band industry, and has really just taken off um, He covers a lot of really important topics, one of them being um, things like emotional intelligence and mental health, which I think is really important to talk about uh, since it 's such a prevalent issue with musicians and in, uh, in our in our circles. He also references some cool stuff like the Gigging Success podcast, which was one of my favorite podcasts. It was actually one of the the things that inspired me to start the blog and the podcast in the first place uh, because that one kind of petered out and I really wanted to continue to discuss that kind of content. Um, he also mentioned some Interesting tie-ins with, uh, with Tooth & Nail Records, which is totally up my alley because uh, in my previous life, I also played original music and we definitely toured and did shows uh, with bands on Tooth and & Nail. And the band he couldn't remember the name for was Under Oath, by the way. Um, and there's also a really cool full circle moment as he's kind of telling his story about um, where he ended up at the end of a year and kind of in reflection to where it started. So I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I'll go ahead and turn it over to Dan.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode number nine. Dan here from Greensboro, North Carolina, and I have here with us on this episode a special guest, Mr. Sam Swanson. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. From the band Handsome Young Ladies out of Rochester, New York. And uh, Sam is somebody I've been uh, aware of and kind of following on Facebook for quite some time, about a year, I guess. Um, Yeah, he and I started up about the same time, and I've been watching some really great stuff he's done online, and I thought it'd be super cool to have him come on to the podcast here with us and uh, interview him and talk about the things he's been doing and and, uh, uh, sort of his path over the last year. So, Sam, just, it's so exciting to have you here. Just totally awesome to have you. Just welcome. Thank you. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm stoked. It's been a long time since I've been on like a podcast. So, uh, I used to be a podcaster back in the day. And so, uh, it's kind of fun to be a guest instead of an interviewer. Let me tell you.
1: Well, um, you know, as, as, um, I think I told you, we're on our ninth episode. So we're, um, we still have our training wheels on to some extent. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting it figured out, but, um, uh, it's good to have you with us. And um, the reason I thought to have you on this week, I mean, aside from the challenges Adam and I were having getting a schedule together for this week, um, was that you posted on Facebook about sort of the path that you've taken, uh, what you've been through over the last year. Uh-huh. Um, couple of days ago, you posted a, a something that was really, uh, inspiring about that. And I thought it'd be a great time to have you on and sure. sort of pick your brain about all that. So maybe that's the place to start. Could you kind of give us sort of a rundown of your last, the last year of your life, Oh man,
2: it's been a very blessed year. Um, that's one, one thing I'll say. Um, it, uh, yeah. I was, uh, I think I was at like a point in my life where I was just kind of at a, at a, a low, maybe about two years ago, like an all time low. And then, um, throughout, um, leading up to like, I guess a full year from that point, which would be what you're talking about, which is last year is when I really started to implement, uh, a lot of changes just in who I was, um, started really getting into, uh, uh, emotional intelligence and, um, uh, just, just things that, um, I mean, it's not just motivation; it's it's actual like implementation. You know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. so, uh, but anyway, I guess in the short short end of the stories, is I was going through a separation in my marriage. I have two children also, which was, that's kind of a hard thing for, for anybody. Um, I'm at a point where I can talk about it now. Very, I'm, I'm still smiling. I'm, I love my life now. You know what I mean? But I mean, a year ago, Mm -hmm. even I was, I was definitely in the dumps about it, you know? And, um, but that being said, I, I, I worked with my spouse. We both managed a business together and, um, uh, I knew that, Man, I, I just had to get away from that. If we were not going to be together, plus I worked for family, and uh, working for family has its uh, uh, complications. <laughs> so uh, I, I had to get away from that. And um, you know, I used to be a musician in a in a previous life. Um, I took a big hiatus, actually doing doing what I was doing. Um, but I used to do original music. I made like ten albums, toured the country. Um, you know, a a few times and, um, just, uh, so my background is actually in original music, whereas a lot of the people, like we connected through this network of people, um, that is all about cover music. Right. And, um, so I, I have a different view on a lot of different things than I think everybody else, but I, I can relate at the same time to like both sides. It's really all really interesting actually. Um, but anyway, that that's like something to, I guess talk about is is how we got there. But yeah, basically, um, I got I got in touch with um, uh, this pod. I was just trying to do research, like okay, so if um, if I'm going to start a cover band, like I need to like figure out what's it like to be in a cover band because I've been in original bands my whole life. So um, you know, mm-hmm. so I was in the process of learning like 40 plus songs. Um, and uh, had a drummer. And at the same time, um, we, we, were, we had a bass player that we were just like starting to learn the songs with. And I knew that I needed to do something fast, because I was in this transitional period of, of changing jobs. Um, I had a temp job for about seven weeks at a college doing food prep. Um, and I thought it was going to last a little longer, ended up not. And uh, so I was like, I got to do something now. So anyway, um, I, I, I latched onto cover band central, um, in, in, as well as some other podcasts as well, like, um, gig gab was really cool. And I think there's the gigging success podcast or, or there was, and mm-hmm. I, so I was, I would mm-hmm. listen to those three podcasts. Um, and I would just, I would take notes, you know, like a student, you know, and just to remember things and, um, So, but the one that I really, I really like latched onto when I moved back from where I was working, um, I moved back into my parents' place and, um, uh, I had just started listening to cover band central and I had already listened to those other podcasts before, but that was, I would think they were on their third episode at the time. And I just started following it and I went on the page and then on one of the upcoming episodes, you, uh, you actually wrote into the, to the, uh, to Steve and, uh, we're talking about your band, the Clanky Lincolns. And, yeah, I was like, hey, this is really a community. Like, you can really answer, ask questions and answer questions. So then I, on the next episode, wrote him a pretty, probably longer than what you sent him. <laughs> Cause I was like,
1: <laughs> I don't know, if I was pretty long. I I
2: don't know. It'd it'd be funny to compare the two, uh, to, to find out, but I really found your, 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 uh, your questions and what you were doing, like basically like treating it as a business was exactly what I was trying to do too. Like I was doing the same thing. And, um, so some of the things you came up, you know, with like, you know, a, a clanky Lincoln's, you know, drink or whatever it was, you know, there was a lot of stuff in there. And I, I, I learned a lot. And, uh, and then I, I sent them some stuff and he kind of got back to me, but I was basically in the process right at that point, like of, um, do I, do I wait for the band to try to make this my living? Cause they're not ready. You know what I mean? Like they were still learning the songs and had, you know, our bass player has a full-time job. Our drummer is the owner of a, a recording studio. And so it, it wasn't really working so well. And as far as my time frame, and I was like, well, I got to do something. So I was like, well, I guess I'll try to do this solo, you know? And, um, so I, I took like the first gig that I got, um, at this brewery, um, nearby. And this guy basically offered me like 50 bucks a, a, for every Thursday, like just doing like a two hour set, which mm. isn't a lot. And yeah. it's, but I was like, I need to do something like, and I, and I'm, I wasn't, you know, I mean, you have, it takes time to learn these songs and get them down, not just like to know them, but to like get your own kind of feel and pattern and kind of put your own stamp on them a little bit. Or at least, at least I try to do that. <laughs> like they, they were like my practice. So I got, I would get 50 bucks on a Thursday night and I would, uh, get a, you know, a free glass of wine or two and then a salad, you know? <laughs> Um, and so it was like, Hey, free meal and a paid practice, right? Like that's really a paid practice. So, um, that helped me build my vocal stamina because I'm used to, again, coming from like the original music scene where you're playing like 45 minutes, 50 minutes max, you know, you don't usually play a full hour when you're in an original band, you know? And, um, unless you're some headliner, you know, um, on a tour, but, um, so yeah, I came at it at that perspective. I guess also to note, um, I, a lot of the cover band central, um, community, it seems to be a straight up just like, we're, we're like cover band. We're, we're going to do it like by the book, like play it, play it by like the way it's supposed to sound like on the album, like by the original artist. And even Steve, you know, which would talk about that. Like, like, I think you're better off just doing that. But I guess, you know, I feel like I'm the, I'm, I'm just a misfit. And, um, <laughs> so I, I kind of wanted to, I kind of like went against the grain. Like, even though you, I would take like a lot of what Steve said, which was made a lot of sense. And I've implemented a lot of what Steve Wichell said, like even from like memorizing people's names, like I, I'm actually really good at memorizing names now, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. but, but, um, like that was the part I was like, eh, I don't know. I think, I think I want to do like this me first and the gimme give like kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like take a, take, take songs and just, I'm a songwriter so I can put my own, I mean, I have my own unique voice and my own style of playing and like, why not put like an indie rock kind of spin with like my soul kind of vocals on like these classic songs, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and my end goal was to record an album. And, um, so, um, as we keep going here, it's like a lot's happened in one year. It's hard to condense it
1: all yeah. <laughs> like, no, in, it. in, in, yeah. in totally a, it. <laughs> a short conversation, but
2: yeah, long, long story short in regard to like, I, I basically jumped into those Thursday gigs. Then I landed a few more gigs. One gig would lead to the next, um, and I would just go hand out business cards, sometimes with my own kids, like in the car with me, like, we'd be like, Hey, we're going to go to the park, but we're going to stop at these, these two wineries first, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been it, like, in some ways I feel like you ever see the movie, uh, pursuit of happiness with Will Smith. Oh yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah. like I feel like that, like that, that's kind of like the way my life was. Like I was kind of a wreck, like going through a lot emotionally at the time, but like trying to rebuild myself and like make something of myself. And, uh, I don't know. So I, I got, I think the, the point where I got was I I was starting to to book more and more gigs, um, as I went into, um, June and then July. And I was handing out a business, like some business cards on the way to a, a gig that was kind of farther away. Um, but I, I stopped off at a couple places and the one place, this lady behind the bar asked me like, you know um, what kind of stuff I played and whatever. She's like, "Oh, where are you on the way to now?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I do this full time. Like it just came out of my mouth. Like I'm I'm on my way to to Utica to go play a gig like two hours away, and um, and and I, I didn't even really like that was the first moment that I said I do this full time. Mm-hmm. It, it was like fake it till you make it kind of a deal. Like right. I mean, I right. technically right. technically was doing it, but I wasn't really making a true living like of enough money. Um, but I just, it just came out of my mouth and I just started saying it and doing it and living it. And, um, before you know it, like August rolls around. I mean, I had so many gigs. I mean, I wasn't, I was still doing a lot of those like cheaper gigs and I was, I was trying out places. So I'd be like, okay, only a hundred bucks here or whatever. But, um, I started landing some of the gigs where it's like, okay, I'm getting like two fifty a gig or, or whatever, you know, um, which is decent for like three hours, I think, um, at least starting out, you know, in this market
1: here, absolutely. That's killer.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's the other blessing, I guess, is that I'm in the finger lakes. Uh, and a lot of people don't know about the finger lakes, but everybody, when you say New York, like I live in New York, people think of the city or like, you know, upstate, downstate, whatever. We're like, we're in this unique place where there's all these lakes and it, so like half the year, it's a ghost town. And then the other half of the year, it's like tourist central, like Hmm. out here. And, um, there's so many, it's like the Napa Valley of New York. Like there's so many wineries and breweries and it's just booming out here to be honest. And, um, so it's a really good time to be where I'm at. And, um, I guess I feel like I'm just in the right, right place at the right time. So, um, So yeah, so I, I started living it, doing it, um, playing acoustic gigs. Eventually, um, we booked our first band gig and, um, the band, um, we, we booked a casino gig for our first gig. Not, not too shabby. Yeah. And, um, but then I was handing out again, doing what I do. Like I, I, I went out and handed out business cards again, like did another canvas of the area. And, um, I just, I went around this town called Geneva, um, and, uh, I was handing up business cards, like to places that weren't even open on like a Sunday. I was just putting them in their mailboxes and like in their doors and like just cause I was in passing. I was like, well, what the heck, you know? Well, funny enough, like this bar calls me, calls us, calls me up and books us for cruise night the night before our first gig. So our net, our true first gig was like this cruise <laughs> night at a bar, like the busiest night, streets are all blocked off. Like, it was crazy. And then the next night, we played a casino. <laughs> like, not a bad first opening weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, for the band in, <laughs> at the last weekend of July. And um, so what's funny is, like, that first night was amazing. And the second night at the casino, it was actually just not very fun. Like, people weren't that into it. And they were just gambling and not feeling whatever our, our thing was. And um, I'm really glad <laughs> that I went around and handed out business cards and had a good first right, gig, you know? Right. Um but, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so yeah, I worked my way into the year, uh, was booking more and more band gigs, but largely doing solo gigs, um, started landing some, like, I guess you'd call them residencies where you're playing once a month, you know, mm-hmm. at places and, um, and all, all along, like, so our drummer, our drummer played in a bunch of bands on tooth and nail records, which is like an indie kind of like punk rock, like Christian, uh, sub-Christian label, I guess. And, uh, they put out bands like MXPX and May and Anne Berlin. And, uh, um, I'm trying to think of that other one that just got back together. They were pretty big. Um, Aaron Gillespie is like the, the singer and drummer of the band and I can't remember their name for some reason. Um, Um, but anyway, he was in a bunch of those bands and his brother was in a bunch of those bands. And so our drummer's brother, um, is a producer in Nashville who just produced, uh the new Newfound Glory album, uh the new story of the year. And um he's now mixing our cover album that we recorded this winter. Um which is pretty awesome. Pretty yeah. excited. And yeah. so we put our we put our spin on like eleven just songs from the seventies, eighties and nineties. Like so Smooth Operator, uh September by Earth, Wind and Fire, Benning the Jets, mm-hmm. um Time After Time, The Sign by Ace of Bass, like you, you know stuff like that. Um, and, uh, it'll be done soon. We, we just filmed the music video last night for Benny and the jets and, um, yeah, it's just crazy. And then also while we were recording that album this last spring, um, we got picked up by a, um, by a booking agency, um, that books college gigs all around the East and actually they can book other gigs, but I don't think we want to go that far. So we're going to stick around the East. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I played my first college gig for, um, it was a solo gig. I played one hour um, in a cafeteria, which was so humbling because a year previous um, I was working in a college cafeteria, like doing food prep, like for 10 bucks an hour. And so, I was, I was just trying to pick up hours. Like I was like, Hey, can I do dishes? Can I work the front line? Can I, whatever? Like I just need money, you know? And, um, and so here I am a year later, like exactly a year later, right before I pieced out of that job. And I'm playing this like university in Pennsylvania, um, for a grand for one hour. Nice. Um, and my agent takes 20%. So it was 800 bucks for an hour. Like, but I mean, that's, pretty good money. (laughs) I've never made, never made that much an hour. I mean, I'm not a surgeon, you know, so, um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, so I guess like to kind of like, I don't, I don't want to like go too crazy long on it all, but, um, you know, it's everything that I planned to do has happened. And then some like in one year, um, which is nuts. And I, I don't even know, Like, honestly, Dan, like, and I'm not trying to get all crazy and religious or anything, but I I definitely like believe in God. And I definitely think that God had something to do with all this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think this was just a coincidence. And, uh, I think, but I think it, I think it was like, you know, faith, faith without works is dead. So like without faith and without working and doing and putting in action, like you're not going to go anywhere either. So, I mean, I definitely worked my butt off, but it feels like, wow, like how did all this happen in one year? Like, just again, I'm so grateful, you know, yeah. I would never, it's not just because of me, you know? Um, so I
1: would say those of us who were aware of you when you were starting up, and I certainly was, you know, you came on the cover band central podcast a couple episodes after, uh, I engaged with those guys. Um, it was clear from then that you were, um, gonna hustle, <laughs> you know, there was no lack of work ethic where you were. And, um, uh, it's really just really cool to see the, transition between where you were a year ago and where you are now, because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I think I speak for probably a lot of people who do the Weekend Warrior deal, yeah. um, where i I've done music my whole life. I took, started taking piano when I was five, mm-hmm. um, and uh, really never started gigging until I had already had a career that had nothing to do with music and I'd spent my way into a lifestyle that would be awful hard to support as a professional musician. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I love being a weekend guy. I, I actually really like my day job, but, um, you know, there is still that dream of like, boy, if I could be gigging every night and, um, it's, you know, it's just kind of a, it calls to me. It's something that I, I, um, you know, maybe in my retirement, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the opportunity to do that. Something. Um, uh, but you know, it's really inspiring to have you, um, have made that move this year. It's really, really cool. You know, I, I
2: appreciate that. And, um, it's definitely not for everybody, you know, like it's like, I love to travel. Like I said, I, I was in a touring band. Like I came from, I'm from Chicago originally. And so, um, I, I was part of like a scene of bands. It was actually a really insane time, like the early 2000s, um, in Chicago, because first off, like, um, you had like this band called Alkaline Trio, um, which really took off. Um, they were kind of like the, the big band in Chicago at the time. And we were all like the bands after Alkaline Trio. So like I was part of the scene that like spawned Fallout Boy and, um, I'm trying to think of some yeah. of the other bigger bands, like Plain White Tees and all that. And so I, I'm friends with a lot of people that were like signed and like, um, like I had a, a, my friend Adam, uh, he was, he was in this band called the Academy is, um, and, uh, they were big for a, a little while, like maybe a good two years. They had a, a big stint and then they signed Atlantic and then they, their next album kind of flopped. But anyway, Adam, he's like 18 or sorry, 17, like on tour with Fallout Boy and Midtown and all these bands. And uh, finishing his senior year of high school in, like, a touring bus, you know? And he wow. came and picked me up in a Lamborghini one time at, like, age 19, you know? It's like, <laughs> geez. Like, um, wow. So I've watched I've, – I've always been the guy. Like, I've been the guy that gets to open for the bands that get to open for the stadium bands. I'm, like, the opener for, like, the, right. the band that sells out the House of Blues or something. You know what I mean? So um, I right. – Right. But yeah, it's never, this is the most successful thing I've ever done. <laughs> this is like just made uh, this a, a way of making a living, you know, and, and I don't know where it's going to yeah. lead, but um, I'm kind of just open to the wave of, of wherever it's going, you know.
1: So um, we'll see. Right. Well, listen, one of the things that um, I've uh, harped on over the last nine episodes is um, branding and Mm. Uh, sort of a consistency to marketing. And that's one of the marketing. things I've really seen you yeah. do very smart stuff in. So um, one of the things that I want to make sure we um, give our listeners an opportunity to hear from you about is uh, sort of you're thinking about the brand and the voice and the um, uh, sort of position of handsome young ladies and Sam Swanson as a solo artist and and then how you've gone about communicating that mm.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, so like real, real funny, real quick, before we get into the marketing, um, if I can just say one little backstory on handsome young ladies and the name. Um, so, so new years of going into 2017, like, so, so it'd be like December 31st, 2016. Um, our drummer was playing um a cover gig with a country cover band that he did not really like playing with. And I went, cause I had nothing to do cause like my kids and my, my ex were like out of town for like the new years and everything. And so I was like, man, I think I'm going to tag along with Jesse. And this is like around the time we were talking about starting a a cover band. So like we talked about it on new year's Eve that night and I said, what do you, what do you think about starting like, you know, a band that's with people that you like and doing songs that you like, you know, like and kind of putting our own spin? He's like, I'd, I'd be, I'd rather do that, you know, than this. Um, and he, cause he just picks up like anything he can for work, you know, I mean, these days it's not easy running a studio, you know, and mm-hmm. everybody can record themselves. So he just hires himself out as like a hired hand right. drummer, you know, a lot of times to bands, but, um, so. That night he was like, cool. I'm like, well, at the, at the, um, the countdown, like I said to him, I said, I just mark my words, man. I said a year from today, we're going to play a new year's gig and you're going to make double what you got paid tonight. So then the next day on new year's Mm -hmm. day, um, we're out at a new year's like family gathering thing. And one of the families that, um, that owns the place that we're at. It's like this gym that we were hanging out in and eating food and just chilling. And, um, the, the mom of the family goes, you know, all my kids, she has like five kids. All my kids look like my husband, except for my youngest, who's a boy. And every time that I upload a picture of him to Facebook, it auto recognizes my face as his. Hmm. and and that's where Jesse like replies. He goes, that's because you're such a handsome young lady, and um, <laughs> so like literally within like a 24 hour period, it all it all just came to fruit. Like I was like, "That's the name. That's the one. Yeah. You got it." And um,
1: and so, do you know the story uh, <laughs> of the Clanky Lincolns, How that name happened? No, tell me real quick. Well, so we were at Disney. We we're in Florida at Disney, and I was staying with my wife outside the Hall of Presidents, right with the animatronic presidents and whatnot. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, we'd just gotten off the, haunted uh, mansion, I think. And my wife said, Hey, you want to go see the hall of presence? And I said, ah, I don't need to see any clanky Lincolns. <laughs> and then it was like, what an awesome band name. And I immediately posted on Facebook, next band name, claiming, claiming it now the clanky Lincoln's. <laughs> and, um, my, my friend Justin, uh, who he and I had been wanting to be in a band together for at that point, a couple of years, like, Ten seconds later, I saw him reply. In, in period. That's the one. <laughs> and uh, and he and he is now my co-front man and co-leader so awesome. of that band. And uh, yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, you, know, you just never know when the right the right band name is going to land on your head. Yeah, you know? and
2: like you know, the, especially in a today's age where like almost it feels like so many all the names have been used. You know, to a degree. You know, it's like like yes. what how yes. what are you going to be the somethings or like you can't even. You have to be really creative or like it has to be like this like really accidental thing like that you know where you're just like that's the one right um, yeah. but yeah that's really cool. Um, so in regard to the name and everything um, I just want to say this uh, because I didn't say it earlier so before we got picked up by the booking agency, we did end up getting booked um, for a New Year's gig to which Jesse made double what he would have made what he made the year previous on New Year's Eve. and it was awesome so it again once again like it's been one of those like i don't know how everything's aligned this way but it's just like perfect and handsome young ladies is just a a name that i feel like everybody will remember like it's it's perfect it's ridiculous it's three aging fathers that are in this ridiculously named cover band so
1: um yeah Yeah. so with mark i mean clinking like has exactly that same like what the heck is that? Yeah, right. Yeah, same that kind bookie, of like, yeah, it sticks in your head because it doesn't make sense, and it's uh, it's great. It's
2: perfect. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as marketing goes, like I just um, I've always had um, I'm, I've always been big into like des- like design, even though I'm not like a graphics designer. Like I'm I'm the guy that like I'll create like the idea and then give somebody the idea to like really pull it off and make it look good. You know, like whether it's a color scheme or it's a, a t-shirt design or an album cover, you know what I mean? Like I'll come up with like a mock up or whatever, uh-huh. but um I have a friend who helped me out and he, he actually specifically does branding um for companies and stuff. And so he's the one who kind of, cool. I, I told him, I'm like, I want like something kind of girly because it's handsome young ladies, you know? So like I want, I want like the the band to have like pink like in the color scheme, and I feel like pink, green, and like black and white like is a perfect like they just look cool together. And um, so uh, so he's like, okay, for the green, he he just threw in like this kiwi out of nowhere, and I was just like, that's awesome, like random kiwi. And so like a kiwi is basically our logo, you know, now and and uh, like our drum has a big kiwi nice. on it and. Everything we do. Anytime I make a flyer, I just make sure I put a kiwi on it. If I make a video, I have a kiwi there. Like, it's just a thing, and I and I'm 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 just running with it. And I, I it, people like like that. They're like, that's cool, a kiwi. Like, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I guess that's part of the branding and marketing is just like finding a logo or an identity. And if it's a piece of yeah. fruit,
1: cool, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so be it. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you've done to market um yourself and the band is the new song preview videos that you make oh yeah yeah and um that's such a killer idea just just say a little about about that and kind of how that came about so um so i have like
2: an instagram for the band and for myself and i usually post a lot of the same not all the same but sometimes the same stuff uh if i'm posting like actual videos of music, I usually put them both on my personal and the band Instagram. But yeah. So, um, I have two different ways that I do videos. Um, either if I, I literally like put up a, ju- uh, what was that? Um, Charlie Puth, right. Recently. Um, that mm-hmm. attention, mm-hmm. that song, um, I've been, I'm not really good with new music, like in general, but like when a song like kind of hits me, um, in a way where I'm like, Oh, it's kind of catchy. And I don't hate it. Like, cause that's pretty much where I'm at with modern (laughs) music. Um, then I'll be like, okay, maybe I'd learn that one. So I learned Charlie Puth recently. This is a good example. And so I posted a very, well, I I posted like a video of me literally after learning it, like the day I learned it, like I learned it in a half hour. Um, and then I just, I got through it. I'm like, "Ah, it's good enough, whatever, you know, did it? did it take and, and uploaded it. So I do that where I like literally learn a song and just for fun, like my friends see it and other people see it that follow me or whatever. Um, and then I'll do actual videos of me doing acoustic, you know, renditions of the songs that I play in handsome young ladies. Um, and I have a buddy who actually films me from like two angles and, um, we do that. And then, um, yeah, I just, I'm trying to get really into video because actually I was talking to a really good friend of mine from Chicago today, um, who is a full-time cover musician. Actually, you should check him out sometime too. Um, I could, I could, I could link you up with a a couple different people you should interview. That would probably bring a lot to the table. Okay. Um, but Yeah. yeah, my buddy Josh Patterson, um, he was telling me today he's a graphic designer, um, or at least he was until he started doing cover music. And, um, he was just saying how print is not only dead like, I mean, in, in the sense of like, you know, paper, but like literally like graphic design is going to be dead. Um, in 20 years it will not exist. And the only thing that will exist is video. And I didn't, I can't believe like I didn't really, I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm always thinking like five years ahead, but not like 20, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and so if that's true, then, All of us should take a cue from that. Um, I mean, look at the, I mean, today's, you know, audience is like YouTube attention span too. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be in a video format, you know? And so, um, I've found that that is really helpful and not only helpful for like getting a new audience, um, but very helpful to get gigs. Um, yeah. I mean, I usually email somebody or Facebook message somebody like that owns a brewery or whatever. Um and send them a couple you know videos on YouTube of me playing like Tears for Fears or like Earth, Wind and Fire or something and
1: it, it well uh, I'm only human was the one you posted oh yeah that, know, that was, the, was yeah that a couple days ago right
2: yeah I just posted that one like two days ago or something yeah yeah um but yeah yeah that that Human League yeah so yeah I like to yeah. um what I what I'm trying to do Dan is um I see I have like a, a bunch of our set list like. We already recorded like what eleven songs for a full length. I I try to pick songs that I want to record eventually. There's some that we do that I'm not going to re-record. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm going to re-record "Sweet Caroline." Like, I don't think I'm going to re-record. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm going to re-record like "Don't Stop Believing" or like. And then the other thing is because we're like an indie rock band that does like I I'm a kind of a soul singer like we do a lot like Stevie wonder and like earth, Wind and fire, like, cause we can put our own spin on that. But like when we do third eye blind or like green day, like it sounds like third eye blind or green day, there's nothing special. So I'm like, we're not, right. we're not going to cover we're, I'm not. I mean, I might post like me doing a third eye blind song, like acoustic or something, but that's, that's really not what I'm trying to do with handsome. Ladies. I'm trying to like brand our own sound on stuff and like, See yeah. where see where that goes, you know? Like see if uh we can get to the point where we don't even have to play like a 3-hour gig anymore. It's like we can go sell out a show for an hour, you know what I mean or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know?
1: That would be fun yeah. too, you know? I'm down to yeah. play all, yeah, the song that All Markets. <laughs> absolutely. The song that I think um for for me was the biggest example of you uh taking something and making it your own was your Smooth Operator cover. Oh, thanks man. It was just was so killer so killer so if, if those of you listening if you haven't you just got to check out handsome young Ladies' cover of smooth operator to google that you'll find it oh, um, um boy actually, they just they just rocked it up and it's go ahead
2: yeah actually so um so we we haven't made it public that version um oh it's actually a, oh. A, an unlisted video so i think maybe i had sent you a link or some other people but like it's actually i i I don't want to post it because it's not mixed yet, um, live and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the album to get finished. But yeah, like, um, if you go to cover band central, they actually played it at the end of one of their last episodes, um, uh, on their podcast. Um, I would be happy to play it, but, um, I've been doing a lot of research on, um, streaming and, um, Mm -hmm. And uh, mechanical royalties and what you have to do, and so I was actually initially going to just give this album away for free. Um, however, by the way, to to say what what you said about Smooth Operator, there is an acoustic version on our YouTube channel of me doing it um, that you can view for sure. Um, but. Um, yeah. So I, I've been I've been just like educating myself. I was gonna give our cover album away for free download. Like I was like, Yeah, surely that's not a problem. Oh, that's a big problem. No,
1: it still is. It still is, <laughs> yeah. A big problem. Yeah.
2: And I don't want to get banned. And it's like, you know what? I did spend like a good chunk of change recording an album and then mixing the album. Maybe I should try mm-hmm. to make the money back. <laughs> you know, like it's not maybe the worst thing to like sell it. Um so uh So we're going to actually, like I said, we're going to press it and sell it and, um, and then put it up for streaming and download and stuff. But hopefully I really hope soon that like, um, that people will be able to hear it. It's just that, um, I don't want to post anything yet without actually paying for the royalties on it for the streaming and all that. Absolutely. I don't know how that would work with a podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, if you Google it, you won't find it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> with bated breath, you should be ready for that one, because I will tell you it is a really, really cool interpretation, um, very much a rocked up version, and uh, it's just it's it's hot, and you know I mean the whole cover band world sort of sets itself on fire with this whole like should you be note perfect to the recording yeah. versus can you you know get away with uh you know or is it a, is it about the interpretation and um yeah.
2: You know, I think it. I think it's. Uh, you, you. I think if it's the general like song is there, like you can change a melody here and there, or you can cut like a bridge out, or you. You know, I don't. I'm not a lead tonal. guitarist at all, so like none of the songs that we do like have solos in them. You know, um, if like Benny and the Jets has that rad like piano solo in it, and like cut that whole segment out. You know what I mean? It's just right. why not? Right. It's like Nirvana meets Elvis Costello right. doing covers. You know.
1: <laughs> Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if there's something iconic, you know, we're doing um, crazy little thing called love. Yeah, great song. And, great song. Great song. And the guitar solo in that is like it's six bars long. If you can't learn that note for note, and it's kind of iconic, right? If you don't end that thing with the, you know, you know. It, that's worth learning. That's worth doing, yeah, because it's so iconic and so the right thing for that song. Brian May so nailed it with that. But boy, if it doesn't rise to that level, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it, just get the get the essence of the song and then put your own flavor on it. We we did um, uh, you spin me right round. Yeah, we added that a um, good one this week. And I have to say, yeah, and have- we're doing a rocked out version of it. It's very very different from the recording.
2: Yeah. Well you I wanna say like that was actually really intriguing when I heard you on Cover Band Central, like on the podcast, like um when the, when they were talking about your set list, and I was like, gosh, you guys are picking mm-hmm. a lot of really good songs. Like I think we had like three or four or five <laughs> songs that we all, both picked, like that were the same, like and you're in a totally different yeah. state, you know what I mean? So and like they're not typical, yep. like you yep. picked Earth Wind and Fire too, right? Like you guys did September too?
1: We did. We did. We, we, uh, yeah. Yeah. We actually, that never made it to, to the stage. Um, okay. <laughs> we never did quite get that one together. And you did.
2: Tears for fears. Everybody wants we to, we really... did.
1: Everybody wants to really... yeah.
2: That one. yeah. Yeah. We put that on our full length too. Um, but I mean you pick, I feel like, again, like, I feel like we're like kind of cut from the same fabric a little bit. Like, um, yes, it's, uh, yes. you, you're the same age range too. Probably. We're probably about the same. And, um, And uh, there's just so many good songs that I don't think people, I don't think people think about them because everybody's just so used to oh like classic rock like 60s man you know or whatever 60s 70s like classic rock and that's let's do some Led Zeppelin or
1: or whatever you know. But But what's what's the song? Here's here's a good one. So what's the song you play that makes the whole room go like "Eh," and and like stop and listen because they can't believe you just did
0: that?
2: Yeah. Oh man. And there's a, there's a few, um, I, I think we do another one bites the dust and, um, nice. <laughs> and, and we it's rocked out. It sounds like you're going to get in a bar fight when you hear that song. I, it's something about it. Um, yeah. but I, every time that we, we it out, it's like that. Like is the way we start it, And, um, people immediately respond to that. Like, um, yeah. But other see, see, here's the thing. The the, the the thing about our band is that initially, like when we start playing a song, not many of them are, are recognizable from from yeah. the beginning. Most people are like doing like a... Yeah, 15, you got to get into seven, the
1: lyrics, right? Once, yeah, you, you got to wait until starts.
2: start to know what I'm playing because you're... Oh, you know what? Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World usually goes over because I play that riff at the beginning. But I mean, right. most of the songs though, like, yeah, I've had people come up to me and they're like... Yeah. We just, we're like seeing which one of us can figure out what you're playing first. Cause we don't know until you start singing, <laughs> you know? And, right. um, but then they're like, right. we're always surprised, you know? And, and, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Like some of the, I'll the one, the one we recently added, the one that we just recently added that is that way in the middle of our whole big dance mashup, um, we do a big medley of dance stuff. That's 25 to, to maybe almost 30 minutes long, depending on how it's going. Right in the middle of it we do two verses of Venus by Bananarama. Oh nice. And like nobody sees it coming. It's so cool. That's that is so awesome. much fun. That is awesome. Yeah. Um I
2: yeah. I we also like sometimes like sound check like we'll do like the Ninja Turtles theme or like um <laughs> that's good. <laughs> or like uh the yeah. big the big red like um commercial theme song or like uh Juicy Fruit, you know, gum. Oh, it's gonna so, move you. So those are those are yeah, those are good ones. Just little little humorous comic relief, just for like thirty seconds, you know.
1: All right, man. Well, listen, this has been a great conversation. I think um, uh, it's been great having you on, and I think we ought to um, uh, maybe not have it just be a one time thing.
2: Yeah, it. for it. Let's, uh, let's let time brew a little bit here, and let's see where this goes. Because I mean, I'm only at the beginning, and I'm making a, a, a decent living at, at mainly acoustic gigs. But I'm, I'm trying to get the band off the ground. Maybe, maybe sooner than later, the band gets off the ground, and then we do another one of these. And uh, wouldn't mind wouldn't mind promoting the album when it comes out too. Maybe even just coming on as like for ten minutes or something. You know what I mean? Sure.
1: So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can work that out. Cool.
2: Well, Dan, thanks for uh, Hi, having me on and uh, I'm, I'm pleased to uh, actually talk to you today for the first time and um, yeah very good I, I think uh, I think what you're doing is awesome and i i, uh, I def- it just definitely affected me like knowing somebody else was out there doing kind of what I'm doing so yeah 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 awesome thanks Sam
1: listen It's been great having you, Sam Swanson, handsome young ladies look them up on uh, Facebook and Google and whatnot and if you're near rochester 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 Hiram.
2: <laughs> <laughs> handsome dot boom there you go there you go all right there you go thanks sam catch you later catch you later dan thanks
0: so there you have it folks the interview with sam from handsome young ladies um apologies for a bit of the audio being off um when you're doing remote interviews that can sometimes happen so thanks for uh for sticking it out with us um Just a great conversation, and um, big thanks to Sam for being so willing to talk and share uh, the things that have worked for him. Also, fun fact, I didn't know that his drummer was the drummer for a band called Demon Hunter, um, who I think we played with at a festival called Cornerstone about 10 years ago. So thanks a lot. Go check them out. HandsomeYoungLadies.com, I believe, is their uh, website. And if you have any thoughts or feedback, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com. Uh, Please continue to subscribe, like, and share. And also, you can now check out our podcast on Spotify. So if you use Spotify, you can go ahead and start listening there. Uh, We sure would love to hear from you. That's going to do it for us. From Atlanta, Georgia, this is Adam Johnson, and you have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast. Have a good week.